Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. I'm Benjamin Holden. Today in our office, it's it's a little bit cold, isn't I'm it? Fucking freezing. <laughs> we have so, so for some reason. I was cold. Yeah, if you listened to last week's episode where DIY Davis came um, to play, our boiler was broke yesterday, so I obviously DIY'd it and fixed it. But the house. Oh, it's just cold. We're all sat in the office. I've got a blanket. I don't think you can see it on the... Very um... lucky that we're getting a podcast this week, by the way. What, because we're so cold? Oh, no. I, I just wasn't <laughs> in a good place this morning. Been really ill. We won't, say, we won't tell the people what happened. Couldn't have a poo. No, but it... Yeah, constipation. But when... <laughs> what? When Ben gets constipated, it's actually not funny because you're wearing a lot of pain. Yeah. I just turned to the gym and I said to Carl, I was like, Ben can't come. Like, he's just... He's in so much pain with his yeah. stomach. He can't, he can't go to the toilet. I don't know. It's not actually funny. No. Constipation. Well, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you find it amusing that I'm in pain. No, no, yeah. no. Uh, I, I think. Shows, just shows no, what kind of human I think, being you are, doesn't it? I think. I think back to the story of when you were constipated. What's the story? <laughs> okay, so now we first we were laughing at it because we were constipated this morning. Now I had to go through a surgical procedure. Of where I was in excruciating yeah. pain, and now you're laughing at me for that. No, but okay. because you were constipated, it that it is a good story. Oh, sorry, I'd remove remove ourselves from that situation. Do you want me to show you the picture of my poo again? Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> He's everywhere. Can I tell the people on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else's partner do that? That is just actually should be illegal. That shouldn't be a thing. Do I think that's a like boy thing. Brown and proud. Oh, God. Right, we're and just we, gonna, we digress. We're just going to move away from the topic of constipation because we have something more important and it is the 100% you New Year challenge. Obviously, this is the best challenge of the year. I love going into a fresh year, fresh start, trying something new. And that's what we're all about. We're here to support you on your journey because we understand navigating the fitness industry can be such a whirlwind. And at the end of the day, we're not here to transform you crush you turn you into warriors completely destroy you. that's just not what we do here at my coach and we want you to be 100% yourself we will leave the link below for the waiting list for the new year challenge because you'll get early bird access which opens on the 27th of december and also you'll get 50% off they do go super quick so make sure you hit the link well excited favorite challenge love it i can't wait to do it big send big send can i go Go with what? Sorry, I, th- I thought you were waiting for me to this say is, my this first is one, question. This, this is one of the podcasts I've least prepared for because this morning I thought, well, well I'm not going to be doing it. So, Well, we sent... Well, Carl, Carl wasn't even here. I know, yeah. Carl, that's, that's how unprepared you were. But I luckily did come prepared for this podcast and I had a very important question for you. Go on then. And this is a question to everybody and also I will answer it myself, but I'll let you answer it first. What do you think about bodybuilding? So I did, I did a TikTok on this this week, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, so this, I... No, but this was actually a question that I was asked by somebody on Ask a Question and I answered it really thoroughly on Instagram. But I thought we'd bring it to the podcast because I think it's a very interesting but also maybe important slight topic of conversation as well. Yeah, so I did a video on this on TikTok this week. Oh, was it a TikTok video? A TikTok video. It was probably a bit controversial just because I think sometimes obviously with TikTok you only get 50 seconds to get on point of view across. So I said it was the saddest little sport in the world. And obviously some people got all... The thing that with when people get all about comments is generally because they've stood on someone's beliefs or their butt hair about something. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was referring to is competitive bodybuilding. And then... That's what this... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, obviously I do to some degree bodybuilding because I'm building my body in the gym and lifting weights. But I also do a lot of other things. I think with the pursuit of bodybuilding or competitive bodybuilding it doesn't it doesn't matter matter whether you're natural or not i don't think it's good for you and that was a, the a lot of the comments were referring to well if you're doing natural bodybuilding then it's obviously fine for you i actually think it can be more dangerous to do natural bodybuilding than it is to do enhanced for the fact that if you are crushing your hormone levels uh, because you're such low body fat for such a long period of time you're going to be super low testosterone which leads to higher rates of depression anxiety stress poor recovery illness then at least if you're topping your hormone levels up with a synthetic testosterone then 
potentially going to be better off. Now, that's not me saying guys should be pinning gear when they're doing bodybuilding or whatever, but let's not beat around the bush. Most people are doing competitive bodybuilding or taking steroids. It's just the way it is. Probably a lot of people you idolize and look up to are taking steroids as well. It's just the way it is. But the thing with competitive bodybuilding is that you are, for a large period of your life, having no social life. You, you, you're completely jeopardizing that. So if you've got a missus, you are, I think, really... It, bodybuilding is a selfish sport, so you're putting yourself first. You have to, every time you leave the house, be worrying about what you're going to eat, taking your Tupperware with you. This is from experience, isn't it? Because it's from experience is, as well, yeah. This is from experience. And the, the other thing is like, obviously, libido, sex drive is worse. Your relationships are going to be worse. Your mood is going to be worse. You're going to be more tired. Everything that you do evolves around you being efficient as possible to build muscle and lose body fat. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. And that's why it becomes super restrictive is because what you've got to do to be the best evolves around food and you sacrifice as much as possible to essentially get there so that's why it becomes really really difficult and when you are then looking at your best it's the point where you feel your worst and you perform your worst well this was one of my main points if we go go back about five years ago when i first started my fitness journey so left swimming and then went into the gym essentially not i mean i didn't really did i body it wasn't body build building your body in the gym lifting weights and things like that i thought at the very start i wanted to step on stage and compete and i spoke to my sister about it at the time because we were like oh like i've got abs already and this this and this i i could probably just step on stage and do this this and this however over the years i've come to realize it isn't necessarily healthy for most people and when in quotes as you said you look your best you feel your worst and you're also probably at your least healthiest i think also an issue that i have is it's not performance based in any sense as in it's solely based of a subjective opinion of a judge who is who is (laughs) calling you out on your aesthetics and what you look like Mm -hmm. and i just think i could never be put like put myself through that because i think i would have such a poor relationship with my body after the show from being judged oh no you don't look good enough oh you've got too much fat there this doesn't look right you're not in proportion you leave the competition and you feel like oh my god like this is me at my best so i'm going to go back to eating more food but they were saying i didn't look good at my best i just think it's a really i don't really love subjective sports Listen, and pe- like people that. can people can do whatever the fuck they want to do people can do whatever they want to do they want to do it go and do it this is just our opinion on what we think about it because at the end of the day when i look back and think the years i sacrificed to doing bodybuilding or especially the year that I did competitive bodybuilding i fucked up in a degree i fucked up relationship with friends i fucked up relationships that i was in at the time i i sacrificed a lot for like for what unless you're going to be mr fucking olympia what is the point? You are living out of where you're living a shit life. You're living a shit social life. Mm. You're not happy. You don't feel good. You're not high energy. You don't f- function well cognitively. You don't function well downstairs. And all, all for what though? Like if you're not genetically made up to be a bodybuilder, you are fucking wasting your time. You're wasting your time because let me speak. <laughs> Keep cutting in. If you are someone who isn't genetically made up it, it, with other sports, you can progress through getting better and being at a skill if you are not genetically made up with the best biceps chest legs in the immaculate proportions guess what you're fucking not winning anything and you're going to sacrifice a lot to get to nowhere i think from a a female perspective as well a lot of women lose their periods and that's not even a joking matter if you lose your period that is not a good thing you have to go to the doctors you have to try and rebuild it back up your hormones are being completely played with and it's just something that needs to be taken into account however the only thing because obviously yeah you do you do what you want when i trained for 100k that wasn't that healthy it wasn't i was doing 60k runs like 90k weeks that probably isn't the healthiest i've been physically because i felt quite weak however i was the fittest Mm -hmm. cardio wise lungs everything i was so fit i could just run and run and run and felt amazing but i was also really fatigued all the time so there's a level that sometimes you take it with different sports the extremes 
I think 100K is, is quite extreme as a running race, whereas a marathon, maybe not so extreme or the distance wise or however you're doing it. Because that's the only thing that I think people could turn around and be like, oh, you ran 100K. I know I did. And I don't actually say it's the healthiest thing I've ever done, but it's one of the best things I ever did. I don't think it's particularly unhealthy though, to be no, a long no, no, distance running, be a marathon. Like we know that as your cardiovascular levels improve, then heart health improves, yeah. lung capacity improves. I've also improves. spent like weight loss. I lost quite a lot of weight. Yeah, and that's, a, the, that's the thing of like balancing your diet to make sure that you're getting more calories in. You learn that for next time. Mm. I think the thing with, with bodybuilding is that like you lose a lot more than just being fatigued mm-hmm. uh, especially as relationships is the big thing relationships with food and exercise deteriorate mm-hmm. and that can be something that's forever lasting as well that can be something that takes a hell of a long time to get back and that's what you see from a lot of ex-competitors yeah. is that they are really struggling with their relationship with food and exercise and to get that back mm-hmm. especially when you drop those super 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 low levels and like you said for females you lose your menstrual cycle. Also, as a female, you need to be consuming less food than a larger male would. So, unfortunately, you have to diet down on a lower, super low calorie intake. I know some competitors who have to do cardio <sighs> twice per day, uh, steps at fucking 10,000 plus, plus weight train, plus beyond 900, 800 calories a day for like weeks. Ob- obviously, it's going to play some detriment to the way that you view food in the long run. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my take. I just I don't. This is why I had such a strong message with it on TikTok because I don't want young, especially for my demographic, I don't want young males falling into this category of thinking that the pinnacle of success because they've seen bodybuilding glorified by some of the greats like Arnold, Ronnie, Jay, those kind of people that they think this is the pinnacle to what being an alpha is or what being a dominant male is, and thinking that the bigger I am, the better I am, and then to prove this, I need to do a competition for it. Yeah. When essentially you're just giving up a lot of your life for a little shitty plastic trophy to stand on stage and compare yourself to other guys who are also insecure. God, Ben really hates it, doesn't he? Yes. I don't I mean, I don't I I'm a bit like I try every, I thought doing a water cut for powerlifting was the most stupid thing I've ever done. I was against it the whole time and I hated it, but I still did it. Yeah. I just So it's it's a, it's a hard one for me because I'm like if you want to do a certain sport, I mean, I don't like bodybuilding as I've said. But I I would never ever recommend anyone to do a water cut like i did i thought i honestly honest i was passing out in that it was just awful and i don't i don't like what i did mm-hmm. if that makes sense and on reflection never would i do that again because it's not for me yeah so i find it like a hard one so maybe i think a lot of people do however the water cut was a, like a day yeah i had to do it people prep for a bodybuilding show for, for like weeks. 16 weeks yeah you this said, was a day you said like i'm aggressive about it. that's probably because i'm also a bit, a bit bitter about it because i've lost years of my life to mm. and that's just me speaking from my own experiences which i often say to people don't push on to other people and i'm not like by all means try it like i often say things like try things and then you will know if you like it or hate it but then also just taking consideration the side effects of things and that's why i always say to people do do like bodybuilding don't do it competitively get to the place where you want to be but then also do things that performance based like i don't know running powerlifting fighting whatever it may be do things that are also going to give you a different metric to follow rather than just what you look like in the mirror every single day and scrutinizing every single part of your body and then putting yourself up on a stage to be scrutinized by people you don't even give a fuck about i think that's what we've always been quite good at in terms of my coach it's performance health and aesthetics it's getting a mixture of all three and seeing what you actually enjoy we don't tell people just to focus on one of those elements because it it can become very tedious or it can become obsessive you could if you just focus on performance you'll become obsessed if you just focus on aesthetics you become obsessed so having a mixture of all three and having different goals and not being pigeonholed completely we've always said that at my coach it's a very very important thing that we push yeah like even even for you when you did the weight cut for the, the bench press did you feel like any of your previous thoughts or your mind started to creep in from when you'd had eating disorders during that water cut and that week where you had to cut weight? So I don't weigh myself. Just don't like it. Since, since I've had an eating disorder, yeah. so five, five years, don't like it, don't need to know my weight. I look in the mirror, I'm fine. I had to weigh myself every single day. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I had to log it, had to message my coach it. I had to drop from 64 to 59 kilos. Wild. 
And I, I yeah, hated it. it. It was really quite triggering for me, which is something I didn't actually share in the YouTube video because that wasn't the main point of the video. Yeah. I don't want people to feel sorry for me and be like, oh, it's not that. I definitely felt a certain way, which is why I was so worried about doing it. As in, I was like, I don't even want to do it. Should I just yeah. not? But I'm also not a quitter. So I did find it really hard. And for me, it's people, are we doing another one? Absolutely not. Yeah. And that to me, probably, I know it's a day, don't care. I, I probably would never do one again for that reason. You'd hate doing a bodybuilding competition. Though. I would be the, I would really just not enjoy it yeah. at all. I don't like feeling really weak. I felt so weak that morning of the water cut. I couldn't even see. I felt lightheaded. I'm thinking, oh my God, I need to perform. Whereas with my ultra, 5,000 calories a day, ready to perform, ready to race, felt really good. So I think the differentiation between the sports is actually quite interesting. Yeah, I think even even with the cutting weight, it's obviously been the UFC this weekend as well. And like you saw, you you always see Paddy the Baddy doing these massive cutting weights. Really I, like, I, I wonder what the long-term implications of those are. Like if you look at the photos of him, of him when he's like, I think he gets up to like 200 pounds and cuts down to like the 150s or the 155. And 50 pounds? Yeah, yeah. So he does 50 <gasps> pound cuts. So if you look at the two comparison pictures, like, yeah, we'll probably be able That's to grab That's like 25 some. kilo. Yeah. Big, big, big drops in weight. And this is what the thing is, like, what are the long-term oh effects of doing that? Yeah. Sorry, just quickly, he lost that weight in six weeks. Lost 25 six, weeks. Six, weeks. six weeks. Have you seen his YouTube videos as well? Like, do he that. does these crazy binges, like, where he will slam, I reckon, 10,000 calories in easy. When he's in America doing some of the YouTube videos, he was pounding, like, if you see him, he goes to, like, McGregor's bar, the steak, then he has pizza, then he has a bowl of pasta, then he'll finish the other three meals there, then he'll have dessert, then he'll go off to somewhere else and have some more food. And I think Where does it go? <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's admitted that he's got issues with eating disorders and they did a i think it was a clinical trial they did with uh 36 men where they put them in a lab study to starve them so obviously it was like super successful for weight loss but what they found was that, that people lost who lost large amounts of weight in a short period of time the long-term effects that that had in terms of one of the guys afterwards was consuming eleven thousand calories per day and he couldn't get full he actually ended up going to hospital uh, like a couple of days a couple of weeks after the study and then people also who did it were fixated on food long term like they couldn't yeah. stop thinking about food and their appetite was super high afterwards so you've got to think about some of the, the bounce back things from losing weight super quickly or being super restrictive for long periods of time do you guys have any thoughts on his comments about like i wouldn't want to be ripped year round i'd rather be fat and happy what are your thoughts i is that what he said I'm sometimes torn about this because I've heard people say, like, I think it was from a clip that Andrew Schultz was talking about this week where he said, and I don't agree with either. So I, I think that, I think if you've got Paddy the Baddy's example there where he's saying, like, I'd rather be fat and happy. I did a video on that. And then there's another video that Andrew Schultz did where he said, no one who's fat wishes to be fat. Like, if they're, if they're fat, they, if they could, like, take a pill, they would choose not to be fat the day after. I think I think Rogan said something similar as well. I don't think like people who, and this is why I don't agree with body positivity because I don't think like we should be glorifying it. I don't think like you can be positive about your body all the time every day. I think body acceptance is probably a better word for it, which I think what Paddy's probably going for is like I'll just accept my body with with whatever state it's in because like, and I think the reason why Paddy's probably not as awesome as what what he looks like is because he operates off like how am I performing today. Mm. I think like he will perform at whatever weight he's at quite well in terms of being a fighter. And the other end of the spectrum saying that I don't think anyone's happy as fat. I think that's bullshit as well. I think there's people who are tremendously happy who are overweight. But could they be more happy if they were more energetic, if they were fitter, if they could get up the stairs easier, if they felt more confident in themselves. I think there's a thing to be said for either side, but I do agree with Paddy in terms of like, I wouldn't wish to be super lean all year round just because of the sacrifices that you've got to make to get there as well. But some people genetically will just stay lean it's most me. of the time like you. <laughs> that is, I always fucking hate that question. I, I will never not have a six pack. It's literally a part of my body. It's like having knees for me. I don't know why genetically since I was a baby, since I was a toddler, they've literally been there. So yeah it doesn't mean i've got a complete low body fat percentage all over i don't actually know what my body fat percentage nor do i care i think you should always strive for the two h's happy and healthy yeah 
what someone deems as healthy might be different. I think being healthy might be different to what someone else deems as healthy. But no, I I've, I can't say too much in it because I kind of agree with what you said. But I just think strive, yeah, to be happy, but also strive to be healthy. I think that the majority of the population, though, actually deep down don't want to be like super lean have a six pack i think a lot of people see it as oh this looks really good and better would be cool to look that way for like a day until you realize the sacrifice that once they get there i think most people probably want to lose a couple of pounds be a bit happier be a bit healthier move a little bit better be around longer have a better life satisfaction or better quality of life day to day i don't think anyone really wants to be super super lean all the time so i think like either end of the spectrum Whenever you're going to either extreme when you look at those two quotes, I think somewhere in the middle is probably where most people want to be. But yeah. would most people probably be probably benefit from losing a couple of pounds? Fucking yeah. I think that's probably why in my head a couple of years ago I started to switch quite significantly to performance goals because it's that I didn't I didn't want I didn't want to change aesthetically. There's nothing build yeah build more muscle put weight on and things like that but performance was always such a big part of my growing up and I'd lost it along the way because I was so focused on aesthetics and I realized like I wasn't really enjoying my training and things like that now I'm health and performance based as in what's my resting heart rate how am I sleeping how was that run what did I lift I'm literally so much happier so only now I think I've got a really strong balance of being healthy and happy because you can be very unhealthy by being too lean it's not just the other end of the spectrum. You could be you could be super lean, but in an unhealthy way. You might not have your period. That's not necessarily healthy. Do you know I think one of the pinnacles of this is, and we've not spoke about it, Ross Edgley. Like, if you look at Ross Edgley 10 years ago, if we get a picture up, like, he is fucking so lean and so jacked. And then if you look at him for maybe something like where he did the UK swim, was it? Where he swam around the UK. He looked like a little meatball. And that's because, and if you would have said to someone, where do you, which guy do you think is healthier? Everyone would have pointed to the guy who's super lean on the left. But the guy who was fitter, stronger, higher endurance, could swim around the fucking country was the guy who was holding a bit more body fat mm-hmm. because he needs that to perform better. Yeah. Like, just because you're super lean doesn't mean that you perform well and doesn't mean that you're at your happiest either. So I think looking at those two images, he's probably one of the pinnacles of, of saying, do you know what? When I'm at my leanest, I'm not at my best. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly the same comparison we did after my 100K and then 12 weeks later when I was five kilos heavier, people would be like, oh, but she looks like really good in the fit. No, no, no. I wasn't very happy in that first picture, yeah. so put a bit of weight on me again, and I I feel better. So I do I do think it's important to explain both sides of the spectrum as well. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. Did you have that? Was a look at me there with a great topic of question. Mm. Wow, that was that got a lot. Did you have another question? I, Not I a question. Did. I, I thought this was really interesting. What I looked at today, I don't know if you you and Carl have seen it yet. It's around um, New Zealand and their banning of cigarettes and becoming a smoke three by 2025 you guys seen it no but all for it yeah i've seen the something about banning people over a certain age yeah yeah so basically uh children born in new zealand after 2009 will never legally be able to smoke under radical plan to ban cigarettes and smoke free by 2025 so essentially like people who people born in new zealand after 2009 will never legally be able to purchase cigarettes under a radical new law to be smoked free it means that the minimum minimum age for buying cigarettes will keep going up in theory somebody trying to buy a pack of cigarettes 50 years from now would need id to show they were at least 63 years old i'm so here for that i i don't well i'm a very healthy person i don't agree with smoking end of it's, like it's, i actually just don't i so. think it's just it's i mean obviously i love a, a cigar but that's different because i have one like on occasion maybe like maybe like once every two weeks once a month I also think context for you, the reason, I remember when you first got a cigar and I was like, oh my God. And you're like, it reminds, it smells like my granddad. Like you've got a bit of, there's something behind it and you literally maybe once a month. It's a, it's, um, it's like the nostalgia of it, of what a cigar. Yeah. And it's so cigarette you inhale into your lungs. Cigar, some people do inhale cigars, but you're not really supposed to. It's super, super strong, but it's, um, taste it. Yeah. It's like the nostalgia of it, isn't it? It's a bit of a social thing i just enjoy the taste of having it like coupled with a drink or a coffee but if we look at the rates of usa uk and new zealand new zealand are already like one of the lowest in terms of the percentage of the population who smoke i can imagine that then 
the UK is actually pretty low com- in comparison to New Zealand, and then the US is like one of the highest state, uh, one of the higher countries in terms of smoking. But even when I went to Dubai, they're try they're really trying to get because you can smoke indoors there as well. Like you can just light up and have a ciggy or a cigar in indoors, Dubai, which I thought was mad because when oh, I was yeah. over there, yeah. But so what you do is like I was in there and loads of people were vaping or they were what's the other thing shisha. I was like, oh, fucking, I had a couple of drinks, like, I want to vape. So, what? What do you mean? You want to vape? I was just like, oh, fucking want a little strawberry vape. What is a vape? Sorry, as well. I get confused. What? Why? Why can young kids who are, like, 12 just go and buy vapes? I, I don't think you can. You've got to be 16. Yeah, but there's young kids who do have vapes. I know. But let, let me finish my story anyway. So, we're in this club in, in Abu Dhabi. It's, like, one of the most, one of the biggest clubs there. I was where, like, Usher and stuff run at. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, this woman came over the iPad. And I'm like, Simon, we'll, we'll buy a vape. Don't know why. Never vaped in my life. I was like, yeah, we'll just buy a vape. So anyway, went, came over the iPad. I was like, can I buy two vapes? And she's like, oh, you can't buy them. I was like, what What do you mean I can't buy a vape? And she said, you've got to swap them for a cigarette. So it's this new like kind of thing where they're trying to get people to stop smoking in clubs by oh. giving you a vape because they think it's cleaner and it makes the club smell less. Oh. Anyway, I didn't have any cigarettes, so I went over to this guy who was smoking. I went, mate, can I have a ciggy? Give me three, three cigarettes anyway. Bring this woman back over who's got the iPad. I've got three cigarettes there. Can I get two vapes? Uh, have you got the box? No, I haven't got the box. Well, you need the box. I was like, fuck's sake. Anyway, go to the bar where you can buy a pack of cigarettes. Paid about 100 quid. Weird, weird. You can buy cigarettes at a bar. Yeah, but they obviously want you to do that, don't they? Because the, literally a vape probably costs about £2. Literally yeah. about two pounds if you buy them in the shops. So I buy a pack of cigarettes for a hundred quid. Why would you ban? You, I was you pissed. Really, I was pissed. Ridiculous. So I swap this bag of cigarettes for a vape. She takes the cigarettes off me, gives me two vapes, then goes and gives the fucking pack of cigarettes back to the barman because they're probably going to sell again. <laughs> Just making money off it and making the, the club potentially cleaner in terms of the the atmosphere there. Did you enjoy your vape? I can't remember because I was pissed. I re I just I don't like smoking. I'm I'm that person when I'm walking in the street and someone smokes and blows it out. I'm like, when I go past, because they blow it like in your face. Mm. And I just, I don't know. I just don't really. Did you ever smoke when you were younger? I healthy. First year of uni, I tried a cigarette and nearly choked. <laughs> I honestly, it was like, <gasps> I was honest. I hated it. And that's the only time I've ever Whereas a lot of like people I was around at uni first year smoked, I couldn't even be around the smell. It just made me feel really queasy and sick, and I, personally, just not for me. And I also don't think it's healthy. Do you smoke, Carl? Ever? So that's just that was. Yeah, I'm like a forty a day smoker. Do you know, guys, not now. <laughs> did you ever dabble in it when you were? Uh, at school? Never, never once, not into it. I did it when I was a couple of mates in secondary school, and I secondary school. Yeah. How old are you in secondary school? Like up to sixteen, seventeen. Young, isn't it? Yeah, I was in like year eleven, but what anyway, I was smoking. I was used to have like one at one time or something, maybe, and I hated it. But I just did it because I was like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking." I'm well odd with this bifter me. And it's a kind of like mentality a just bifter. to just to fit in, yeah. What's a bifter? Bifter, bifter's a cigarette. I think that's just the Wirral slang. Yeah, that sounds pro- ridiculous. Probably. That's bifter, what it was. yeah, the bifter mate. Six cigarette <laughs> bifter. Do you know what I think though? So when you go back to Say like six or seven years ago, I think people thought it was trendy to to yeah, smoke yeah. and have a cigarette. Whereas now, I think you just look a bit ridiculous yeah. if you're holding a cigarette. I, I feel I'm, we've I'm definitely pu- come on leaps and bounds in terms of it's a yeah. social, wow, you look so cool. Like everyone was smoking at uni and I was like, oh, I don't want to, but like, I'm not cool. Mm. They're all smoking. I'll go outside for a sip. And then yeah. still in the club by myself, like, bobbing my head thinking oh my god they've all gone out for a cigarette because you think you're not cool yeah because you one, don't it, smoke yeah. but then i think now when i see someone with a cigarette maybe that's just because i don't like them but i think oh god that is just not okay if i was single now as well women who smoke i would be put off by it. yeah guys who smoke no i just yeah well we answered our question with that me? one people are going through a bench press and have a bifter afterwards who is doing that i've seen people walk at the gym before light up as soon as they've left i'm just like fucking does just doesn't do it for me did you guys see the marathon runner in china who chain smoked yes. cigarettes the entire way around the marathon and ran a 315 oh, marathon my god 315 and ran it with a cigarette in his mouth the entire time lit. how do you do that that's a skill Maybe he, do you think he smoked his whole life? Probably. And he's, his lungs are just. Yeah, I don't think he's a 
Could you imagine me going around London Marathon with a little cigarette? Do you know what I used to do when I was younger? You know candy sticks? Yeah. I used to have candy sticks and just used to like put them in my mouth. Isn't that a weird social thing actually? When I was like six, I used to get a candy stick and put it in my mouth. Social learning. Yeah, they were, um, sub- I remember reading about those in America. They were brought out by the cigarette companies so that kids would start pretending that it was cool. <gasps> it shows like how habitual smoking is, doesn't it? Because it's just about putting something in your mouth. And Boy. obviously, obviously now, the vapes are, are they an alternative? Are they a better alternative? I, I think they've got less nicotine in them, but the argument is like the chemicals and stuff no that, that's in a vape. No, no, some... Nicotine oh, they have it. a lot of nicotine and nicotine yeah. thing that's addictive. Yeah. God, it's all but just. They, d- they don't. It's like it's not as carcinogenic, carcinogenic as mm. smoking. So the idea is that you're not putting rat poison and tar into your lungs, but you are putting water vapor and all yeah. of the kind of glycerides and molecules that that aren't great. So there's a lot of studies not not yet done on the effects of vaping, but it seems to be better than smoking. I think it's definitely also, as we said before, environmental, but probably quite a lot to do with your family. I have no one, like grandparents, aunties, yeah. uncles, mum, nobody who smokes. So I was never around and I was always taught growing up how bad it is for you. So it probably does depend on your environment as well with your judgment and how people think of it, because quite clearly I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, my, my family, I've got two aunties who smoked pretty habitually and one of them died two years ago of a very much a smoking related illness and i couldn't think of anything worse than picking up a cigarette yeah because you can have associations then with it can't you as well in terms of what happens i think it's day you look at people's hands and the fucking teeth and lips and stuff you just look like you've been munching on a curry all day it's horrible it's an addiction isn't it yeah as well yeah really difficult I have a I have a completely different question Shoot. away from smoking. Do you think I guess, I guess this is a great question for me today? Look at me with my questions. Do you think it is harming when people share their calories online in the what I eat in a day videos? No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yes, I know, but it depends like what the context is. Like, I think if people are saying this is like what I eat in a day, this is not what I eat every day. It's potentially like not too bad. Because most of the time when people share those videos, they don't share the days that like my, because like so if you looked at my day yesterday, I had a bowl of porridge, like a massive burrito, and then I probably went into the cupboard six times and that chocolate was in there. The what they call the Cadbury's. You oh my god, the misshapes. Oh, misshapes. Yeah. You were literally probably in that cupboard, Ben. Not I don't. I think six is a. Yeah. You were twelve times. And then I had one of those Patreon mince pies before bed and a Magnum. Yeah. They are fucking gold. Those, yeah, by the way. they were from co-op. So most people aren't putting those into the what they eat in a day video. So maybe it creates expectations of like, oh, I should be eating as perfectly as that, and I should be eating those cocoa pops that look like they've been laid by the gods, mm. or I should be eating this and eating that. I think if people get context of like, it's not what I eat every day, because I think there's probably a duty of care from content creators to make sure that people understand that as well. But then there's also a duty of like consumers not thinking that is the the pivotal that that's not like kind of the, the be all and end all as well at the end of the day like people online can share what the fuck they want to share and i think if we give a little sprinkle of, i mean i wouldn't do those kind of posts anymore i've done them in the past but i've done them where i've given a bit of education a bit of insight into like this is what i'll do for a day of whatever of mm-hmm. running etc etc and again i think the people who are probably viewing them if they've got a massive issue with them then there's potentially an underlying issue that they need to then also look at themselves. I think the question wasn't more so on sharing just what they eat. It's more so showing the calories, the number of calories that they eat was the question. Yeah. I'm not, um, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they show enough? Okay. So I'll share my opinion. I've, I, I know we spoke about this before and I've been like, as long as give me context and then, then fine. So, I literally put the exact same thing. As long as people are giving better context to their videos and you can tell they're not just plugging an ad. Yeah. 100%, maybe not 90% of the time, people who do the what I eat in a day videos with the calories, they are plugging a product in an ad, whether it's a bar, a shaker, a pre... There's some. There's always, to me, it's an ad because what I eat in a day videos are better for engagement. Mm-hmm. I've done them in the past. Well good for engagement. So I think if people are maybe not just doing it because it's that, 
and there is good contact and there's some educational value. It's not literally just showing here's my perfect bowl of oats, here's my perfect bowl nourish thing. Yeah, most people are starting it with like, oh, here's my arsehole and then here's me like in a bikini and here's me bending over doing all the L's and then here's a bit of food in the day. Plus here's my calories. Yeah. Yeah. I just it's just a lot a lot going on. And when it's an ad, I'm like, oh, you've got to be careful. However, I think I think showing your food can be okay, as we said in context. I just don't think people need to show their calories. It is too personal. Why would someone need to know that I'm currently eating X amount of calories? They'd look at that and think, oh, because we, we are people of influence. If we put it out there, people will copy. We're, we're, edu- we're educators. They look at our other videos and take context. So why wouldn't they copy that? If I put my calories, people would copy. People would copy my exact protein, my exact carbs, and my exact fat because that's what people do because they learn from us. So when I see people putting their calories, I'm like, why bother share it? Just share the food. Why do you need to share that you're on 1,600 calories? That you're on to, it doesn't change what you've eaten in the day. Do you kind of get my point? I just don't, it's too, it's it's based on your height, weight, activity yeah, but level, you can, age, you can put that in the post. Sex. You can put this, this calorie in on protein intake is based on my goals, my sex, my weight, my height. I just still think people would ignore that. They'd really be in, like, I'm, I'm asked every single day, what are your calories? On YouTube constantly, I'm like, I, I'm not telling you. I also don't really know at the moment. I'm in a surplus, but that's all I know. I just, I think it's a really irrelevant piece of information for people to have. And that's just my opinion on it. Do you think like she could be on the other foot though as well in terms like there's girls who are really eating super low calories and like, oh, Lucy's eating like 2,500, 2,800 calories per day. Like, oh, that just goes to show that I could actually consume more calories as a woman who lifts and put myself in a better position. I don't need to restrict to the point where I've been currently doing there could be yes 100% but i think that would be maybe the odd few person and oh. in things in circumstances like that that is the exact reason why on my coach we have request calories and macros the amount of girls who request and they're like oh i'm quitting on 1500 we put them on like 2000 saying look like this is actually what you need to be on what you could do with a post then is go okay well here's my free calorie calculator and put them to that and say, work out your own calories and protein target to yourself. Yeah, and then ask me about it. I am more than happy for people to message me, DM me, talk about nutrition, talk about calories. I will help them to the ends. I just don't think they need to know each individual person's. I also think some people might lie. And oh, not yeah. No, no, no. Say their happens. real calories. People all the time fucking lie. All the time. So I just... I don't know. I've just, even when I was doing my ultra, I shared it because people were like, oh, why are you losing weight? Are you in a deficit? I was like, I'm I'm tracking and eating 4,500 to 5,000 calories a day because I was getting so annoyed and had to tell people like, no, I am eating enough. Don't like, don't be patronizing because that, but that was, I was getting really pushed to kind of tell people. However, now I just, oh God, the amount of times I get asked, I'm like, you're never going to know. I'm not going to tell you. It's the same as Nutty. Steph's getting constantly asked. I don't get anything like that, you know. I never get comments like that off guys. Is this because, and this is me trying to quote something I've heard before. I don't know if you can check this for me, Carl. Is this because guys are more logical and girls are more emotional? I don't think so. I think girls are just more in tune. They they want to know what other women are eating. But is that because like, they're emotionally connected to you? I've got that wrong. We are. Apparently, there's a new study. It's a widely held belief, uh, but no, I think bullshit. Apparently, there's no truth to it according to a new study. But I've I've 100 heard that. Before yeah, in the yeah. Past. that was just me trying to kind of put two and two together and got 66. I don't. I to be fair, I don't see that many guys that I follow on Instagram do the what I eat in a day videos. It is majority girls that I see. Again, I don't really have an issue with them posting your food. Post whatever you want. I have more so of an issue when people are sharing their calories. I think that the issue I've got with it, like just to agree with you, there is the issue I've got is like women, mainly women who are putting them up, will show their bodies off first and go, look at me, and then go, this is the calories that I have in a day. Like it's not that calorie intake that's got you into the shape. It's the years of repetition, repetition, repetition in the gym. It's you eating different things over a certain period of time. It's you fucking up and failing a fuckload of time. Mm-hmm. It's you keeping accountable week to week. It's you showing up when you don't feel like it. It's you still putting the work in. It's you making sure that you're educated. It's not just that calorie intake that you've 
consumed in the day and potentially people will put that number together with the body that's been shared on screen and then feel like, oh, I can be like that if I'm consuming that calorie intake. That's the that's one of the issues that I've got it is by the first screen being, here's me and my massive arse or here's me with my shredded abdominals. And you could do it all the time. You could just go oh, like lean side to side, get that good lighting in, show the abs off and go, here's my calorie intake or here's my coaching program. Yeah, good Lord. I could really pull my, you know how people grab the edge of their like pants yeah. and literally nearly show their flower. Yeah. I could do flower. that. Just didn't want to be crude. I could do that mm. and hold. I remember doing it, Cal. Do you remember when I did it like three years ago? Cal will remember because I got Cal to edit the picture. And I was literally holding an oat bowl next to my abs. Yes. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, when Lucy says edit the picture, she doesn't mean Photoshop yeah. abs or anything. She just means edit like the colors on like. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yes, I remember you doing it for sure. Yeah. But we all do stuff when we're younger that we... we um. We, we cringe a little bit as long as you can be the bigger person to admit when you're wrong. Yeah, as in I, I do cringe looking back because I just think, why am I stood there? I remember taking this picture and trying to get really good lighting of how my abs looked and then holding an oat ball next to my abs. It literally makes me cringe. You'd, I'd never I'd never be having my oat ball. It's just, yeah, you live and learn and sometimes maybe people who are, however, a lot of people I see posting them, post them religiously. So maybe they're not living and learning yeah. from um there are certain videos or how potentially it could make people feel sharing their calories mm -hmm. but i did live and learn and i did not do it again for three years so people will never know my calories because you don't need to know i don't even know what mine are at the moment i think i probably eat more than you at the moment i no, am just I think, hungry i think you probably eat, like maybe consume more than meals but then i will snack like fucking all the time yeah you 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 we do have a pretty phenomenal chocolate cupboard yeah it's like a cupboard for chocolate and i i'm to be fair i don't i'm not really a snacker i'm a big meal no, i'm fucking snacking <laughs> cal are you a snacker oh i snack yeah why aren't i a snacker meg's quite a bit of a snacker as soon as meg comes to this house she's like kind of going the chocolate cupboard I feel like you are very disciplined you know yeah. am i very disciplined yeah. Lucy, you had the same food day in, day out for like years on end when we were first working together. <laughs> I just, I, so I tried to explain this to, who was I talking to? I think I was talking to Holly because Holly is so good at cooking. I just not, I'm not that entertained by cooking or, or food. I've just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, I love my oat bowl. I love my bagels with cheese. I'm like, I eat like an infant. <laughs> bagels and cheese, granola. All the lotus, all the fruits, mm -hmm. salad, chicken, avocado, cheat cheese. Last night in my salad, I had four different cheeses. Blue cheese, cheddar, goat cheese, and feta. I just, I'm a bit of a weird one. I eat a lot, but I just don't really kind of think about. Yeah, I just I love snacking. Love mm -hmm. it. Love eating chocolate. The misshapes, I do, I do agree. The misshape. The issue with the misshape, just if you're listening, you don't know what a misshape is. You can buy them from Cheshire Oats. It's basically a pack of chocolate where they just throw it's like a shit mix. And in the one me and Ben have at the moment, there's only two chocolates. There's like a caramel and a fudge. But then there's a third and it's like a it's like a solid block. Yeah, so what I've been doing is trying to burst every <laughs> single one. So that's why the jars are full of broken caramel chocolates. Because, because I'm trying to find the hard one. Yeah, Ben got one hard one and we were we were just like, whoa, yeah. there's hard ones in there. We're like nearly at the end of the bag and there's just not a lot of hard ones. Yeah. And that's why I've been eating them because I've been waiting to a bite and it's like, oh, caramel. Mm -hmm. That was my question. What's your question answered? Great question the, the, again. The thing that I've been looking at a lot more, uh, and we spoke about on a couple of podcasts, is I saw a news article on it this week, and it's about private clinics selling men expensive testosterone um, and how millions in the UK are sceptical of it, but how it's used a lot in the US. I know, again... What's this? You can buy... TLT, basically. Over from a pharmacy? I don't know where they're buying it from. It's in here? Private clinics selling. In the UK? Yeah, in the UK. There's basically a guy who was in the news this week who was talking about how ever since COVID and the pandemic, he was a gym goer. He regularized. Uh, he exercised regularly. Uh, but he's 47 now and noticed that he had low energy. His sleep was shit. He was always fatigued. He was also uh, super lethargic and almost felt like depressed, like just really low mood. And he he kind of basically pinned it down to I think Carl's on now. He basically pinned it down to oh he also had low libido. 
he thought it was because of COVID, but it turned out he had lower testosterone levels. And generally, guys after 30, the, the testosterone levels start to drop and become lower and lower. And they have like really bad mood. And it's one of the big things that's talked about at the moment in terms of men, men's depression or male depression and how that men could actually benefit a lot more from like HRT or TRT rather than being putting on antidepressants. So it's one of the big things at the moment, I think, is a testosterone deficiency, which hasn't been taken as seriously over the past couple of years, but it's, it's coming to light a lot more the more that guys are talking about it. And some of the big advocates of it, like Joe Rogan talks about it quite a lot with TRT. Um, who else has talked about it quite a lot? There's a couple of like big... Huberman. Huberman talks about it a lot as well. There's a lot of benefits to being... Like, I'm, this isn't me plugging, saying you should go and jump on testosterone, but I think it's a good thing for you two as a guy go and get your bloods done or go and get tests done just see where your testosterone levels are at. Especially if you're someone who's really low energy all the time or really lethargic all the time and you're a guy who's 30, 40, getting into your 50s. Like low testosterone. We talk about a lot for women, I think, with menopause and stuff, but it's not really spoken about a lot for guys who can potentially be struggling during that age range. I think it's a really good thing for you to go and be proactive with your health just go to the fucking doctors and get your bloods done or go, go to a private practice and get your bloods done and see where your test levels are at and where your hormones are at because there could be a lot of stuff going under the hood that you don't realize and if you're a guy or a, who's who's going into the gym regularly looking after yourself you look after your nutrition we don't really know what's going on under the hood it's like go and get an mot done just to make sure that everything's taken over okay i think we'll probably see a lot more guys who will be looking at getting trt done in the nhs or looking at private hrt clinics that will then facilitate them in doing that and even one of the things that happens a lot of time for guys when they're looking at trt or hrt through the clinic clinics is the first thing that they'll look at is like okay you need to stop booze stop cigarettes tidy nutrition up so it can be a way to do that i've been speaking to a close friend at the moment who's currently going through the doctors and getting tests done for where his testosterone levels are at he's been super fatigued and he was on the low end i think he was like a the, the range you want to be in is somewhere between like, I think it's 7 and 30. Then we can check that, Carl, in terms of where your test levels are. And he was at like a, a 7, which is super low. So he might be getting now prescribed TRT from the NHS. And something that I think a lot of people don't know about, and it's, again, I think frowned upon a lot because at the end of the day, you're either given like a testosterone cream or an injection to take. and A cream? Testosterone cream, like a rub. What does that do? Eventually, How does that get in your system? I think it eventually absorbs through the skin and gets into the bloodstream. Um, but oh, it's obviously so a lot be- it's a lot easier and quicker just to, to throw a jab in, but not everyone's going to be like, oh, just smack me in the ass. Like Some people will just use the rubs and stuff. I think they're not as effective as well. I mean, it is really interesting because when you actually go into the medical side of it, where people would be getting prescribed something, people wouldn't be as against it i mean i'm very open on how much i don't really like steroids and i don't really agree with it and i think it's classed as cheating however that's because i grew up in sport and we just were really taught that however this this isn't that though but that's what i mean i think it's really important for people to know and as you said if your partner or your friend or your guy mate is just really low on mood and they might have gone to doctor for depression it, it, it probably is worthwhile getting your bloods done i mean i had my bloods done once and who was it? I think it was with like Pall Mall Medical yeah, or something. Yeah. Remember they gave me that free yeah. thing. And it was actually just interesting to see everything because I had really high levels of, I can't remember. It was something in, I had high levels of something and also high levels of creatine, but I was taking creatine at the time. And it was just really interesting to see those sort of results. And I can definitely see the benefits of guys getting it done for the purpose of having a look at their testosterone yeah. levels. And obviously if it's done the NHS, you go to your GP it's just like going to the GP. It, it That shouldn't be frowned upon. If, if something's going to help you in a certain sort of way, it's like going to doctors and getting medication for something, getting painkillers for this something, or if it's going to help you, I think it's just, yeah. It's been frowned it's really upon for a long period thing. of time though and almost like stigmatized because of being labeled a cheat and stuff. There's probably a difference though between taking TRT or what was the other one you said? HRT. Same thing basically. Or taking that and then taking PEDs, PEDs. Is that yeah. PEDs? PEDs are thing. Performance enhancing drugs. drugs. It's the same, but it's the same thing. It's just the dosages are different. But that's what I mean. 
that they are quite different things one can be more medical for medical purposes however some people will take steroids like ridiculous things to get massive to do this do that to be faster to be stronger that isn't the purpose of this the purpose of these ones i assume is just to feel better like actually feel better not Mm to bench 500 kilos to do this to do that to be lance was it lance armstrong who doped obviously people are taking it because they want to feel better they want to be recover better they want to have better sleep they want to have better mood they uh want to have a better quality of life generally obviously performance is going to be fucking better and you're going to recover stuff and better as well that's just going to be a byproduct of having higher testosterone levels the point of it is though you don't want to get into super physiological ranges you want to just be in that range of what is classed as a a normal male adult yeah because that's why i mean it's illegal in sport that's like a whole other topic it's a, it's literally in olympic sports it is illegal people are still doing it though. No, no no that's that's why i hate it so much yeah. in sport because i think it is cheating if you're of blood doping is, yeah, yeah. if you're blood doping in cycling or i don't know what else you running any aerobic sport in high games commies olympics you're cheating if you're going to the doctors because your mood is really low and you're depressed and you're going to be medically put on TRT, they're just like two different, like really different things. I think what's still happening though, there'll, there'll be a lot of people self-prescribing TRT and people are doing it underground because it's... Underground? Sti- yeah, I'm not talking about beavers boring <laughs> dams and stuff here or holes and talking about like not doing it the legitimate way because yeah. it, it, we're not the same in the UK as it is in the US in terms of the way they have these HRT clinics set up. And the way that you can go and get that done, the way that's understood in the US, it's a, it's a lot different still here. And I think there's still a lot of change that needs to go on to fully understand the detrimental effects to men's mental health due to low testosterone levels. And I think that will be something that will continue to unfold and we'll hear more about. But the more conversations that can be had like this and also between other guys who have experienced low testosterone levels and also experienced usage of TLT, the more it may help people to go and get the help they need to potentially live a better quality of life. I agree. Was there a picture that you wanted to send Mikal? Have you already sent it? Yes. Okay. Oh, so, God. Uh, talking I was going to say, talking about start. testosterone. This could be a good, a good little finish okay. to the pod. So uh, just quickly on that, Ben, I was just thinking, um, is there something to do with the fact that uh, testosterone in the UK, uh, if you're on prescription, costs around 70 to 80 pounds for a vial of test? Whereas if you were to buy it in like a gym or somewhere a bit more black market then potentially it wouldn't cost anywhere near 70 pounds for a vial yeah, yeah when i've done gear before like i bought testosterone for 25 pound for a vial so and a third if, of the price. if you're running trt dose which how many is, years ago was that because i bet it's more expensive than that now nah, it won't be it depends what how, what brand it's like when you buy primark compared to, like buy, to buying ago. zora yeah, something, it's going to be different price like you could still get depending on what type of stuff you buy you'll get it for like 25 quid and if you're doing trt dose dose with it like that's gonna last you like probably maybe two months you buy a 10 mil bottle so so two months for 25 30 quid like people are fucking obviously gonna do it as opposed to paying a couple hundred quid a month which yeah is expensive yeah 170 pounds it says for a three month supply compared to you know for the for what have you go through the nhs yeah or the, through a private clinic this guy yeah the probably well, the, the private clinic this guy was going to um sure he said he was spending the treatment is not cheap typically costing between 900 to one th- oh pay yeah yeah so yeah, you're probably about right there, mate. Still, okay, uh, Lucy Davis, please check your WhatsApp and have a look at the picture that I've sent you. Let me know how old this gentleman is. I will when WhatsApp loads. Or oh, should I? Have... Oh no, we are here. Okay. Roughly, American football player. How old? Roughly. How old? Yeah, come. Uh, maybe twenty-six. Okay, what if I said he was 18? Now, what if I said he's 12? No. He's fucking 12. No, he's not. I thought, no, he's not. I thought he was no, fucking not. 35. Mate, he's got a better mustache than, than me, and he's got a half a sleeve. I, when you first got it up, mate, I fucking thought it was pear blacky. No joke. That's, that's... He looks that old. He could be pear blacky. He looks about fucking 40. He doesn't even look 18. I know. Tw- 12. Sorry, sorry. If he, if this is a shock. If he is going into a club at the weekend, by the way, you're getting it. He, no one's going. Can I see your ID, mate? Are they? I, it, it could be the other way. Like, are you sure you want to come in here? Like, there's, there's girls who are 18 in here. <laughs> no. he, could, he could, he could be on that fucking description of paedophile. He looks that old. Okay, so I don't let me, think let me he read looks like that. Um, okay, so 
Texas football uh, football player. players left social media using a frenzy after his real age was revealed, prompting dozens of users to insist there is no way that he's as young as he claims to be. Uh, but then I found a video from two years ago where he's ten years old. Look at him when he's ten. He's a ten year old. Uh, what? How? Him? What did he start sport when he was like born or something? Look at him when he's ten. Scroll down the page. There's a, there's a picture of him when he's 10 and he looks like the everyday, normal 10-year-old kid who's playing sport. Yeah. And then within a two-year period, he is literally just like, you know when, what's the one called? Is it when Pikachu evolves to Ratatou or whatever? Ratatou. <laughs> he's just literally done the fucking how, Pokemon flip. How is that? Ha- how is that happened? It looks like he jumped into the same machine as Captain America did. Mate, mate he's just been in a time warp, hasn't he? Yeah. It's like he's back to the future shit. And he's just his older, evolved self as he come back and started playing <laughs> NHL. I would not let my kid play ball with him, would yeah. you? No, not at all. Loose. If you if you had a twelve year old who was playing rugby or whatever in the UK, and then there was a, it was that fully grown man tackling him, how would you feel? I'd be concerned because I think my twelve year old boy would be the size of his leg. I think it's down. Well, okay. So the elephant how, in the room is: Do you think he's on anabolic steroids? Yeah. Ben? I tell you, I tell you what is down. about the size of a leg. It probably is something between his legs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he might. Do you think he's? Think but do you yeah, think he's? 100%. He's like. Well, he's being on gear. I'm also just like on the other side. Like I hope he's not getting bullied. Oh, he probably had a lot of abuse online. Well, that's I, what I mean. Sorry, that's fucking horrible. I think he's the one doing the bullying. Have you seen the size of him? No, because that's a, no. Because some bigger people get bullied. Like what was that film that we watched called? Oh, I can't remember. <gasps> um, Blindside. Blindside. What a film that is. And he's a seven foot yeah. massive guy, and he's Great getting film. bullied. So this is my thought: like, I hope he's not getting bullied for the way he looks. But I'm also a bit like, how are you that size when you're twelve? Well, that's what I mean. It's obviously an abuse of parenting with this either coach or mum and dad have been supplying him with growth hormone and anabolic steroids. That's sad, isn't it? I think that goes on a lot in the NHL, though. Like, they just feed kids to become like fucking monsters who yeah, can so, run with football. Well, and also maybe they're like that's one of those things. There's a lot of money in the NFL. Are his parents doing it so he can make loads of money? God, you just... Oh, yeah, 100%. I wasn't expecting that. I literally thought he was maybe 26. 18 was a really slight push. Has he come off social media, did you say? Ah. Crazy shit, Wow. We'll have to... Sorry, guys. Hopefully, you can go over to the YouTube and just literally click on that and then have a little look. Or Spotify, I think. He's, he's, well. he's, a, he's a bad winter away from anti-aging cream, isn't he? That is... Anyway. Wow, yeah. I Very good topic off the back of what we just spoke about, though. But obviously, he's doing it in a way which is to enhance sports, maybe. It seems. Yeah. I don't think he could be that size without... Oh, some, have you got anything else to say? I don't. Well, this is what <laughs> this is something I want to. I mentioned it to Cal before. I don't think any of us have watched the new Netflix documentary. You can feel free to let us know what you think of it in the comments below on the YouTube video, wherever you are. The um, is it new Megan and Harry Harry documentary or whatever it's falling around. There's been a lot of uproar about it. I think she's been from some of the clips that I've seen very disrespectful about the Royals, and I think there's a scene where like she's going, what's she saying? Something around the fact that like, she had, she's taking the piss out of the fact that she had to curtsy. And she was like, ooh, you had to curtsy like this. And the Harry's in the background like, pissed, look pissed off. I just, I found that disrespectful. But did you know how much she got paid for it? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you already? Yeah. I also heard there. you and Cal screaming down. A hundred million. Okay, that is an issue because, quote me if I'm wrong, Cal, but didn't they want to leave the royal fam- family to have a private life? To have no publicity, live a nice, quiet life, you then get paid a hundred million to what be would, on. To be yeah, on, me and Carly said, what would you not do for a hundred? I would sell you for a hundred million. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, I'm joking, Lucy. I'd sell you for a hundred million. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Cal could sell you for a hundred million. You couldn't sell me. No, I'm joking. That's so mean. Um, but save for time. <laughs> I'll tell you for fucking one penny. Um, the fact that they're now completely public on Netflix, which is one of the biggest yeah. streaming sites in the whole entire world, that's not private. Having cameras follow you around and share your life to the world isn't private. That's what, that's what I mean. They left the royal family because they said they wanted to be more private and they're doing the biggest Netflix documentary ever. It's like a big fuck you. I just, I mean, I've not watched it and I don't even know if I will watch it. She was saying all sorts of things like as well. 
that she was never like taught how to act and she she went to this royal family of where they had these policies and these behaviors that were expected but she was never taught anything about it apparently she was given like a 32 page like doctrine or something of all these things that they expected to be done and ways to behave in the royal family and she probably just wasn't asked about and didn't read it she also came out and said like all these things in the documentary about how she was told to dress in certain ways and what she thought that meant was because they asked her to wear a lot of white and beige and blacks and stuff because they wanted her to like blend into the background and not be seen as much and she's like they control if you look at pictures of uh, Meghan Markle she's in lots of public places and for media spaces she's in bright yellow bright red bright blue dresses so she obviously didn't give a fuck anyway about what she was told also i don't think that cool thing's true what do you mean the queen used to wear bright pink bright blue no so they were the... saying they were asking her to do it so that she blended into the background and wasn't seen like to be extravagant or wasn't kind of a figure that would be easily spotted they wanted to blend in the background that's what she was basically saying i think where she's I mean, I've not watched it, so I can't say. But if you know, if you know you're marrying a prince, you're marrying a fucking prince. There's gonna your life probably will change. Like Kate's life completely changed, and she knew that. It, when I you, just think it's you just you're marrying a prince. When you go into I someone else's house, backyard, family, it's just like you you abide by that culture or their rules or their their beliefs. It's the royal family. I would be practicing my curtsy. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know you're mar- you know you're marrying a prince. I don't really get it. I don't know. I don't really have anything to say. I've not seen. It, I've so not I watched can't. it yet, but I've just seen some of the clips and some of the clips that I saw. I can't comment. Pissed um, me off quite a lot. Yeah, you never know how like biased stuff is or what gets misdrewed in the media. But I personally haven't seen it. But as Ben said, drop your comments because this is all about discussion, and we like to know what you also think about it. I also think as well. You're allowed to have your own opinion, which is what we're really big on in this podcast anyway. So it's okay to have an opinion. It's also okay that people disagree with your opinions too. And that's in anything in life. People should should disagree with you. Yeah. If if you are authentic and have a point of view, some people are going to disagree with you. And some people who listen here are going to disagree with me. I'm going to disagree with you sometimes. I'm going to disagree with guests. And that's what makes conversations and life interesting. Yeah. Said it last week. If every if we all agree on the same shit, it'd be fucking boring. Exactly. If, last thing is, is everyone listened to the new Goggins podcast? Nope. Not listened to it yet. <laughs> no. Is uh, uh, the reason why I brought this up is because obviously we we spoke a little bit the three of us about injuries as well, mm. especially in the winter. Like, Carl hurt himself going up the stairs yesterday. I hurt myself on the leg press last week. You hurt yourself running last week. <laughs> Doing David Goggins. Yeah, doing the David Goggins challenge. But he, he was talking about how he thought he was never going to run again uh, just because of the constant abuse and bat- and, and torture he's put his body through. I think it, it's something that you've got to be careful of in the winter, especially if you're going out running. I mean, I'm not doing any until the new year, but just be mindful that when you are and the body's a lot colder and you're tighter, there's going to be higher risk of injury. So just make sure at the moment, guys, if you go in the gym, warm up properly. Don't be going out doing silly things on the road where you're going to fuck up or fall over because the risk versus reward just simply isn't worth it. I would just like to quickly clarify that I did not just hurt myself climbing <laughs> stairs, as Ben said, because they were doing... Oh, nice sorry, it was sports. getting off the sofa last week uh, as well. Yeah, I was climbing mountains <laughs> in the Lake District, uh, but then I hurt it really bad. No, Cal, tell us the, the bit before that, because you asked, the first way that happened was you were getting off the sofa. Well, that is unfortunately true. <laughs> 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 but then it got more aggravated in the Lake District. Yeah. But anyway. Also, just a point with that, when... So saying going to the gym and your gym is cold, at the moment our gym just seems to be absolutely freezing by i would usually just warm up if the gym was warm by doing like a set of hip thrusts or something but and hip mobility before i do it jump on some sort of cardio machine because your joints and things you do you do need to get a bit warm whether it's uphill walk you know cross trainer anything bike just get the body moving get the heart rate up a bit even get a bit of a sweat on before you go into your other pre-warm up before your sets because it just it, it's not worth the injury if you're running outside making sure you're stretching mobility jogging on the spot stretching the hips before you go outside and mm. um, just super important yes sir 
we're all speaking from. Yeah, Andrew. I'm fucking super cold now as well, by the way. Your nose is actually red. Yeah, it's um, cold. I'm going to get some hot <laughs> chicken soup. I love soup at the moment. I, yeah. Wait, whoa. Did you get chicken, cream of chicken soup no, as I well? No, I got cream of chicken. Mine's cream of chicken, and I'm well soup. excited to have that. I've been making soups recently. What have you been making? Oh, my God. Go on, Cal. Broccoli and Stilton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know Elite. what? Do you want Cal- me to bring some yeah, soup? Cal- no, I'm going bring to. Bring some yeah. soup. You're going to have some. next level. Broccoli and As long as it lubricates my... It's just all system. warm, isn't it, down your throat with the oh, bait? What cream are you talking about? No, it is. When you have soup, I don't have a dirty mind. <laughs> when I swallow soup... Oh, oh. <laughs> Can we end this podcast, please? And on that note, obviously, as we said at the start of the podcast, don't forget to join the waiting list for the 100% You New Year Challenge. We are so excited. Obviously, Kyle, when does this podcast go live? Tomorrow, Lucy Davis, on the 15th of December. Okay, well, in four or five days time you will notice something on my coach that will yeah. change your whole entire being and soul and life if you're not a part of the my coach family i don't know where you are what you're doing yes but yeah don't forget to hit that link below it is the waiting list enrollment opens on the 27th and you can get discount yeah if you want to exercise more lose weight stop drinking quit smoking get organized just feel better about yourself in the new year this is the chance to change you plus uh the start that every year millions of people make new year's resolutions but despite the best interest or intentions, only three in 10 people are successful. But if you are accountable to something and tracking numbers, you are 95% more likely to get the results that you set out to do. I can so vouch for so that. Hit the fucking link, bitch. But what actually, sorry, just before we end, what was your New Year's resolution last year? I don't think you succeeded wherever it was. Well, how the hell do you know? I don't know. I just feel like I can't remember you succeeding. We did, yeah. I, sorry, I definitely was three in 10. Run 100K cool you didn't book the 100k until i booked it the new year's yeah new year's eve new year's. i booked it okay uh, i didn't know if you spoke about it in the episode no new year's eve i booked what, it have you got anything next year yeah should we discuss the next next week then yeah i've okay. always told everyone but yeah all right cool how what was yours did you succeed learn spanish Carl succeeded yeah. to be fair i feel like he was already there no but he he's better. really improved i did that annoying thing where i was like already or right, doing it yeah. I was like, oh, i'll just do that That's a bit better yeah, yeah. i'll yeah. just breathe for my new year's resolution <laughs> yeah but yeah. on that note guys we'll love you and leave you and see you in next week's episode bye guys bye